What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, a little new crew today. We got Ray Volo, as always, staple of the pod. You're... And uh, we got our boy Dylan Marquez, our resident Hello. Jet fan, resident Florida Gator fan for this pod. Fellas, how we doing? Pumped up yeah, a little, have... little round of applause. Pumped up. We got a new face in here today. We got yeah, someone who new... actually knows some college football. Dean's down, what, like a million units? Oh, on I, that, thought you so... were, I thought you were calling out Nicky for a sec. Oh, I mean, Nick doesn't know Nick, shit from his New guest picker. Yeah. Nick doesn't yeah. know his ass from his dick, so yeah. It's, it's an tough. honor to be here, fellas. Uh, I'm really proud. Uh, to be asked, uh, this is you, quite an honor. You made it. How many uh, guest pickers have you guys had in the past? You're number two. You're number two. Okay. Top two, but not two. Okay. Nikki, Nikki. Yeah. Nikki and went negative. He went negative point six nine units. So you, you don't. You just gotta go positive, bro. Yeah. 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 Winners gonna get some. B, winners gonna get some BTT merch at the end of the season. Oh yeah. Nice. All right, fellas. Let's get right to it. Honestly, this might be the best slate. Uh, we've had the entire season pumped up for this week. A lot of good games, conference games, boys, conference games. These are where it all matters. Let's get to the first game. We have number five Clemson on the road at number 21 Wake Forest. Uh, Clemson actually opened this game, I believe, at six and a half favorites. They are now up to seven and a half point favorites on the road. Ray, how are we feeling about this game? Honestly, this is a lot of a lot of question marks, but in both these teams, uh, I'm excited to see this one. I feel like this is like such a typical me game. I'm so fucking pumped to spoil alert. I'm so pumped to bet Wake Forest, Clemson, or a bunch of fucking frauds. <laughs> uh, I, I'm like I said, I keep saying it, but I'm not sold on DJ at all. Uh, I'm excited Looked to see much better last week. I, I mean, again, I didn't watch much of the game last week. I think we already went through that. But I mean, they, who do they play? Louis fucking. Louisiana yeah. fucking tech or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a bunch of slap dicks. Yeah. We're slap dick teams. He plays well against, uh, <laughs> wake force is a good team, dude. And they're home home dogs. I love that shit. Uh, I'm hyped to see Sam Hartman again. Uh, he's gotten off to a fire start after mission week one. Uh, I think he has like 625 yard passing seven touchdowns and only two picks. Uh, I think he's going to really need to step up for them to, uh, win this game though. Him and uh, the big receiver, A.J. Perry, uh, they've, I think they've been a, a solid connection the last two years. He had 1,300 yards last year with 15 receiving touchdowns. And then since Hartman's gotten back, he's at nine catches, 175 yards and a touchdown. He's going to be their go-to guy. They're going to need to win this game through the air, definitely. Yeah, they had a, a tough game against Liberty last week, and uh, Liberty's defensive line actually created a lot of pressure on them, so – Big key for the game for me is that defensive line from Clemson, Brees, Murphy, those guys can get after it, and Sam Hartman's got to get rid of the ball, get it out to playmakers, and hopefully they can keep pace at least in this game. Dill, what are you saying from this game? Yeah, well, I don't really know much about either one of these teams right now just because they haven't really played anyone. Um, I know Wake Forest struggled last week against, who would you say, Liberty? Liberty. Yeah, I think it came down to like a two-point conversion or something. Mm-hmm. Liberty had a chance to win. Um, I, I really don't know which way this one's going to go. I just feel like Clemson obviously needs it if they want to make a playoff. Um, if they lose this game, season's basically over just because they play in the ACC. ACC kind of sucks. I mean, they have a few teams ranked this year, but it kind of feels like the ACC like really needs Clemson to win this game if they want to have a shot. Like, even – it's a good point. Forest, if you're in the ACC, you kind of need Clemson to win this game because you need them to be a powerhouse. 
if you want to make it to the playoffs. Well, I mean, we and we talked about it uh, on last episode, especially now with Georgia and Alabama just rolling through people. Like, yeah. it's an automatic, essentially, two SEC teams that it's limited yeah. spots for for four other conferences, and you assume that the Big well, Ten gets one. Exactly. And then it's kind of up for grabs. And it, it is, it's pretty crazy, honestly, the, the way that the playoff has gone so far. I'm curious to see what it looks like in a few years with the, the 12 teams. I feel like it's kind of too much, honestly, but. Yeah, big I jump. think would have probably been better. I was going to say, four to 12 is a fucking huge. Like, are there actually 12 teams that are worthy of being in a playoff? No, probably like, not. When you get like oh. one versus twelve, like that's going to be a disaster. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's going to go that way. Maybe like a couple of teams get buys. I'm not yeah, sure. They, how it goes. I, I think they have to. It would be I'm too just, many games to play. Usually in college football, there's like five legitimate teams by the end of the year. So the twelve kind of seems like a ridiculous jump. But um, yeah, just getting back to this game, I think, I mean, Wake Forest is going to have the crowd going. Home dogs, I love that. I think that their struggle with Liberty last week could have just been you know, looking ahead to Clemson, like a trap game almost. Mm-hmm. I think Clemson probably pulls this one out, but I like uh, Wake Forest with the points in this one. Yeah, I'd also just go back what Sauce said before. I think you hit nail on the head. It's going to be that fucking front seven of Clemson is loaded with uh, loaded. NFL talent. You said Brissy, Miles Murphy, and then you didn't mention him, but I'm really excited to see Trenton Simpson, the uh, super athletic linebacker. Uh, they they always have those fucking guys like Isaiah Simmons, just the crazy athletic kind of almost like a tweener safety linebacker type. So I'm excited. And then on the other end, they got uh, what you call it? Wake Forest's D has been pretty stout against the uh, pass. They haven't allowed over. They're averaging less than 200 yards a game. I think they need to make DJ's life hell and make them run the ball because that'll keep them close into it. And I think with I think in a quarterback matchup, Hartman's better than DJ in my opinion. So agreed. Who's uh, DJ's backup, by the way? I'm Klubnik, Cade Klubnik. Yeah. He's the, the freshman. He's a five-star, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Has, hearing that he's, like, applying a lot of pressure. Has he gotten repped yet? Does anyone yeah. Know? I watched uh, – it was, like, two games ago. He got in late in the game, and he rolled down the field and scored and threw a touchdown. Uh, he, he got in last week, too, I, I think. I don't know really what he did, but I don't think he threw a touchdown. I also think they got they got to contain Will Shipley too because that that little he's white boy crazy. is super athletic, dude. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's really good. All right, let's move on to the second game. We're previewing little Big Ten matchup here. We got Maryland at number four, Michigan, the Big House. Uh, Michigan is a seventeen point favorite right now. Um, this is another game that I'm pretty interested to see. Maryland's been in a lot of close games, honestly, and they've pulled it out. They're three and zero. And Michigan has not played anybody so far. They've played three of the ten worst teams, according to FBI, I think. Um, so, but they've been, they've just been rolling over people. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm 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 excited to see uh, JJ McCarthy, honestly, in a bigger time game. Is he um 100? Like, is this his job now? His job, I think. Uh, McNamara got hurt at the end of the game last year. He got. He wasn't starting, but he got in the game and then he got injured. I don't know if he's still injured, but it's JJ McCarthy's job. Yeah, this is a this is a game. It's honestly a very un Big Ten game. I feel like this is just very. high power, very high powered offense. Yeah, uh, baby Tua on one side. I'll give him respect. Was it Talia? Talia? How do you say Talia? Talia. 
Aaliyah. Aaliyah, the fourth-year junior. He's been honestly killing it. Killing uh, it. Almost 900 yards passing, six touchdowns, two picks. And they got that uh, receiving tandem, too. I know Rakeem Jarrett's been uh, absolutely off to a scorching start. Uh, he's a big play threat waiting to happen. Preseason uh, second-team All-Big Ten in a, a conference that has so much fucking skill position. Uh, I th- but like you said, I think the story is going to come down to J.J. McCarthy. I, I'm, re- I mean, not excited, but I'm super – Interested to see how he does at home against uh, Maryland. I think it's going to be a shootout. And the over-under would tell you that with 65 and a half. Yeah. I mean, Maryland, uh, both these teams have been extremely high. I mean, 40 points a game for Maryland is crazy. Uh, Michigan's averaging 55 a game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michigan's allowing uh, less than six points a game, too, on D. I know you said they uh, Yes, they are. 5.7 yeah. points per game. That's, That's fucking insane. What is that? All right, can I say something about Michigan though? Like the scheduling? No, this is bullshit. Like it is bullshit. Yeah. Why are they allowed to do this? They they schedule no one in the non-conference. It's like they're skipping a step to make the playoffs. Last year they made the playoffs, didn't play anyone in the non-conference. I actually have it written down because it pissed me off so much. The last uh three seasons of non-conference. This is who they played. Colorado State, Hawaii, Yukon, shout out shout out Enrico. All at home. Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois at home made the playoffs. That was they, lost, they lost that game to Western Michigan too. Did they really? Yeah. Um, Middle Tennessee and Army. They haven't played anyone in years, and I don't understand how it's allowed. Because they're like, frauds. It's such bullshit. So now it comes down to they just beat up on the shitty teams in the Big Ten. And then if they get lucky against Penn State or, or, or Ohio State. Ohio State, basically. Yeah, and, then, and then they have to win the conference championship. And then they make the playoffs. It's kind of bullshit. They skip a step. Whereas, like, you have the SEC, the best conference in, in the, you know, in the country. You got oh. Florida playing a home-and-home home with Utah. You got Auburn doing a home-and-home home with Penn State. You got uh, Alabama going to Austin. Yeah, um, they got – Alabama's got the home-and-home home against Citadel. Uh, well, <laughs> they're already playing in the best conference. They don't have to do. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I hate that Michigan does it. So <laughs> honestly, it kind of pissed me off Big Ten a little bit. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but at the same time, I mean, I shit on Michigan a lot. I think JJ McCarthy uh, starting for them kind of scares the shit out of me because I think his dual threat ability really is gonna. It makes that offense a little bit more a lot. I mean, not a lot Agreed. more dynamic. Uh, they were just beating people up in the trenches last year and handing the ball off. Now they have him. That like that they have an elite talent quarterback since who? Uh, Bernard Robinson. 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 Right. That's by the. So they kind of scare the fuck out of me, but at the same time, I think they're frauds. I think they'll probably win this game pretty handedly. They have a really good offensive line. I mean, Blake Corum's been going crazy, and their other backs are, have been good too. Their offensive line's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, I think Michigan's gonna win pretty easily but i'd like to see them maybe leave the state of michigan at some point this year that'd be pretty chill (laughs) yeah yeah it'll be uh we'll see i'm not betting on that game too yeah oh yeah i'm I'm off that game by the way (laughs) i i thought about teasing maryland but then i could also see maryland getting fucking yeah I i thought about teasing the um the under i thought about teasing that up to like 72 or something but i've gotten mm. fucked on that too many times <laughs> 72 point yeah. <laughs> all right let's go to our third game big big game for dylan here uh number 20 florida on the road rocky mountaintop 
right? Someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number eleven, Tennessee. Tennessee's a ten and a half point favorite right now. Crazy right now. Uh, Florida struggling since a a nice opening win against Utah and Tennessee has been rolling. Hendon Hooker has been going crazy. I'll let Dylan speak on this game first. This this is his team. They need they need something big from you here, Dylan. Yeah, well, give me the keys to the game. I really don't know what happened between week one Gators and then the last two weeks. There's actually no resemblance at all. Um, yeah, Florida looked so bad last week. I was I was pretty drunk for the whole game. I watched every play, but um, yeah, they, they look horrible. I don't I don't know what's up with the. I I think AR is banged up a little bit. Uh, he had a knee injury against Kentucky and an ankle injury last week. And also a big issue is that their backup quarterback Jack Miller from Ohio State, um, he broke his thumb and needed thumb surgery couple of weeks back so they're not running Richardson anymore so he's afraid to leave the pocket and he's not much of a pocket passer right now so they're just really struggling their leading tackler is questionable for this game Ventrell Miller um if they're gonna win this game he actually needs to play uh because he wasn't in last week and they're a disaster we got freaking Trey Dean celebrating giving up an eight yard play on first down celebrating it, it just pissed me off they don't look like the same team from week one I say, you guys are also getting gashed on the ground. What I, I don't know what's good with your defense, but like 200 yards a game rushing, that's like very unFlorida like. Yeah, well, their safety plays a little weak this year, and without Ventrell Miller in there, he's a tackling machine. Uh, it's a disaster, and he's just always banged up. This guy, he's in his sixth year, um, so you, you like he's had so many red shirt injuries and stuff. So it's just been a struggle. And I, on offense, they have to get back to the run game. They, they're two of the three best players are in the backfield. They got Montrell Johnson, who's going to be an NFL player, and uh, Trevor Etienne is a superstar waiting to happen. Yeah, he's a problem. He's a problem. Yeah, they got to they got to figure out a way to get him the ball. It kind of reminds me of like Kadarius Tony back in the day. It's like he may not be like mentally ready for you know every down back, but like when he's in the game, you just got to figure a way to get him the ball. Because that's how I that's how I felt the uh, opposite side of the ball. But I feel like I remember telling you guys this too when Micah was a freshman. And they switched him because he played edge pretty much in high school. And then they just played him at middle linebacker because they just needed a linebacker. And he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. But he had 100 tackles because he's just a freak. Yeah. Guys like that, they just got to get on the field. You got to find him on the field, yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, I think Florida has a chance. Um, I mean, I've been watching Florida football since 2005, and I've seen Kentucky – I mean, I've seen Tennessee beat us once. So, I mean, we obviously have the number. Uh, I think we've won like 16 out of 17. I saw that stat today. Yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. Like to give Florida 11 points is ridiculous. Um, I think a change of scenery leaving, uh, you know, Gainesville and going on the road could, you know, pump up this team a little bit. And AR just got to get back to playing. Week one, he was just playing. Week two and three, he was like in his head trying to, analyze the field and stuff. And I think you just got to get back to playing loose and doing all his crazy shit. I think Florida wins, but I am biased. Yeah. These, Ooh. uh, these numbers, these past two weeks are. No, 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 no. Don't even read them. Brutal. Oh, yeah. I have to read them for, for, no, the fan, no. for the fans at home. I have to read them. Uh, but 126 yards a game on 51% completion percentage with a 5.1 Average attempt and four interceptions, zero touchdowns in the last two games. 
He was super below 50% last week, right? Or is that the No, week he was 50 it was the week before. He was 40%. Yeah. He, um he's banged up. He's definitely banged up. I he's mean, a, he can't run because there's no backup. Their backup is John Kitna's son and apparently he's horrible. <laughs> um yeah, and uh they have absolutely no weapons, so no one creates space. Uh but I don't know. I think he's going to get back to just being himself and not overanalyzing the game because he's honestly not there yet as a quarterback. Yeah, I I feel like you guys get ten and a half is kind of a a good bet, especially in like a teaser, just because you guys run the ball so well and so effectively. I think you're going to keep it close, but uh, AR's got to be more efficient passing if you guys have any hope this SEC season. Like you can't yeah. you can't win in the SEC just playing just running like like just strictly running. He's got to be able to open up passing. I know he's still young in his like starting career, but yeah, that's got to have to change. And then also, um, just shout out to some draft prospects. I'm pretty excited to see uh, that your guard Osiris Torres. Oh I heard God, the transfer, so dude. Everyone's saying he's been killing it since uh, he got there. This first, uh, I guess, second SEC game. Now, I'm excited to see how he does against a, a good Tennessee front. Yeah, he's probably the best player on the team right now. Um, he's probably the best. I guess inside guard, like inside lineman since Pouncey that I remember. Like this guy's really good. He's throwing people around. Yeah, they say he's so, a monster in the run game, right? Yeah. I, what's kind of sad is two of the three best players on the team are transfers from uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Which yeah, followed Billy, game. right? Yeah, they followed Billy. Nice. Yeah, got to do something to slow down. Uh, Hooker and that Tillman connection has been crazy all season. Ray, you think Florida gets back to uh, winning ways, or you think Tennessee uh, takes this one? I'm not gonna bet on it, uh, but I, I think I like them to cover. I don't see them winning though. I think AR is gonna have to play. Air, like Dylan said, he's gonna have to play if they're gonna win. So it really comes down. It's as simple as that. And they gotta get the ball out of Hendon Hooker's hands because that guy's been fucking dynamite. Dynamite. All right, let's move on to the final game. We got Ray's squad finally talking some Ohio State. Fuck Ohio State. Uh, big Big Ten matchup here. Got Wisconsin on the road at number three, Ohio State. Ohio State, an 18 and a half point favorite right now. And Ray, what are we seeing from Ohio State in the last few games that you like? Um, I know they started a little sluggish against Notre Dame, but they've yeah, been I mean, firing on all cylinders. Exactly. They started a little sluggish against Notre Dame, but their offense is really heated up. I mean, I know they played Toledo, but they absolutely dog walked them, uh, put up 77 points. And we finally. Finally got the receiver room healthy. Uh, Fleming's coming back. Fleming came back last week, and, and Jigba was back last week too. We didn't really play that much because they were just beating the shit out of them. But that wide receiver room is the best in the country, and it's really not even close. Uh, JSN, I know he's been hurt, but he's still going to be first-round pick. Uh, and then Fleming, I, I'm really excited to see him down the stretch because if he can uh, – he was former number one overall recruit. He hasn't really gotten his chance to start just because the receiver room has been so loaded. So – I'm hoping that he gets uh, featured a little bit in this offense. I think he had two touchdowns last week. But besides those two, the two juniors, the, the two sophomores are maybe better than both of them. Uh, Dane Brugler has gone on record saying Marvin Harrison Jr. would be wide receiver one in this class, and it's really not hard to see why. The guy's 6'4", and he, runs, and he runs routes like his dad. It's fucking insane, dude. He's, I think he has a, I think he had like three or, three or four touchdowns on the season already. And Abuka is a big play waiting to happen. He's got that, like, Percy Harvin mold into him. Like, when he gets the ball in his hands, he is a fucking problem. How are they getting all these guys? Is it uh, Heartline? Yeah, they say Heartline's, like, the best 
receiver coach and like the best recruiter even like they yeah. say he's insane because like it's still common like down the road they still have, i think it's brandon insane. they have like two five stars in this year's class brandon ennis i know and then a couple in, in like down the road they just it's a factory honestly this offense i'm hoping it's gonna um do good but they, we have i mean we wisconsin's a good team and uh they have a good running game so the, our on defense our front's gonna have to be really strong because that fucking sophomore uh, is I fucking love him. Yeah, dude, he's obsessed like, with him. I also didn't know he's like six two. Yeah, he's beast, dude. He was recruit. He was recruited as a safety. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played running back in high school too, but he was recruited as a safety. So he was recruited as a safety, but then rushed for twelve hundred yards as a fresh true freshman. Yeah, well, he 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 played running back in high school too, but okay. like he, they thought his main position he was going to play defense. He's a fucking animal. Love that guy. He's got to be. I mean. They got to keep it out of Ohio State's hands. Yeah, at least they got a whole time of possession to have a chance in this game. Mertz has got to make the big throws when it, when they need him to, but they got to control the the line of scrimmage. And Braylon Allen has to have a big day. I, it was like a down week for him last week too, and he had like 80, 85 yards on like twelve carries. I mean, I think uh, their quarterback kind of sucks. To be honest with you, this, I mean, their only hope relies on Braylon Allen. But our front has looked a lot better this year. Um, yeah, loaded have. loaded with talent on the uh, front end: Jack Sawyer, uh, JT Tumalolo, whatever the fuck, however you pronounce his name. <laughs> I can't, I can't pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced like seven different ways. Watching, I just, I give up. I call him JT, and then Zach Harrison. So. Um, I hope they can stifle the run, and I think they're going to cover relatively easy. I think their offense is going to just keep it rolling. Uh, again, I really want to see my boy Tommy Eichenberg against this run game. He's been killing it. He's been making so many plays in the backfield. So I'm see. I'm excited to see him against an elite talent running back. Tell you think Ohio State covers, or is this a uh, yeah, tightly contested Big Ten game? Yeah, I agree with Ray. I think this is going to be like a bloodbath. I really do. Um, I think Ohio State's really hitting their stride now offensively. I know they struggled a little bit week one against Notre Dame, but 77 points like last week, that, that's insane. Um, yeah, I, I think, I, Sauce, I think you're right. I think Wisconsin's really got to like shorten this game, try to control the clock and just keep it out of Ohio State's hands. Um I really don't see it happening. Now. I is I think Ohio State's like wearing like an all black uniform. I was gonna say blackout. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. The crowd is gonna be going nuts. It's what eight o'clock? Yeah, uh, seven thirty. Yeah, ABC. Yeah. So yeah, I think Ohio State wins big, and I'm gonna bet this. What is Ray it was? Uh, what's up? What is it? Eighteen and a half right now. Eighteen and a half. Yeah. yeah. I think Ohio State's fine. Ray, what what did Henderson uh, get banged up last week? So the other back had a good game and Henderson really didn't get too many touches. Can I be honest? I was too busy celebrating your engagement. I didn't watch a single snap. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. Good friend right there. Yeah. You know, I put, I put Ohio state on hold. I think it checked like in the second quarter and I saw it with a bloodbath. So I was like, you know what? Let's just party with the, let's party with the fellas. Yeah. Dallin Hayden, 17 for 108 and a touchdown. I honestly, I just assumed it was because they were beating the shit out of them so much. They just wanted a limited touches. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything on Twitter, but, let me look yeah. it up. I didn't see anything. He only had four touches. I mean, he scored a touchdown too, but um, I said he's okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming weird, he'll be fine. Weird for only four touches because Stroud played like most of the game. Yeah, like. but, yeah, but I don't even think Mayan had that many touches either. Uh, he's like their true backup, so Mayan Williams. So I think they kind of just like let the kids play because Smith and Jigbo, I'm pretty sure only had two touches. So I think they were really just letting the um, younger guys get some, get some reps. 
Gotcha. All right, so that'll wrap it for the previews. Let's move on to the main course, the five-unit bets. Ray, start us off. Take us through uh, an exciting week four slate. Okay, so um, always got to start with with the teaser. Love me, love me, my teaser. Seven points. I'm going Wake Forest plus fourteen uh, versus Clemson at home. Uh, Ohio State minus eleven and a half at home, and then Ole Miss minus fourteen and a half at home. I love their offense. I talked about. I touched on Zach Evans uh, on the last week's ep- on the last episode. Rather, I think their offense is p- fast paced. I don't think uh, Tulsa's gonna be able to keep up with them. I think they'll pull away late and cover that one relatively easy. So that was a two-unit bet plus one thirty. Um, next, this one I honestly I'm so confident in this game. Uh, Baylor at Iowa State. I took Baylor money line. I think the fact that their dogs is kind of preposterous. Uh, they should have beat BYU on the road. Like we said, their fucking penalties kind of cost them, and they I think they missed a couple field goals too, which uh, cost them. Iowa State has not played a team this talented yet this season, and their offense hasn't really looked that good either. I think Baylor's defense is going to be too much. I think they win this one pretty easy. That was uh, plus 122. I put a unit on that. And then third and last bet, I'm sticking with my fellas. Uh, I, took a, I took a funny little bet. Ohio State to score first and to win. <laughs> I saw this. I can't even remember. I think it was on points bet. I was like, ooh, I like that. Uh, so that was minus 195. I put two units on that. <laughs> That's fucking funny. It's a funny one, right? I like I like that shit. I got a little I got a little zesty with my bets today. I uh, did. Week. I honest after you wrote that because I didn't put any of my bets in until you did, and after you said that, I did a couple of bets that I would not normally do, but I was like, eh, fuck it. Dude, uh, wait, wait, wait for my NFL picks too. My NFL ones are fucking wicked. Well, my my NFL ones are the ones that I'm talking about, honestly. <laughs> uh, all right, Dill, take us through your five units. All right, so I'm starting with Florida. I'm putting three units on this money line. Um, yeah, I'm going for it. Love uh, that. Yeah, That's a dean bet. They got to get back to the winning ways. Um, I think they control the grounds, like Ray said. Uh, they got a good offensive line. They got the deepest room on the team is the running back room. They're sick. There's three of them. Um, and they and I think AR is going to start running the ball a little bit this week because their backup is starting to get healthy just in case of an injury. Um, you know, they're going to take the training wheels off of AR. Uh, I, I just think the Gators get it done like they always do against Tennessee. Uh, so I have three units on Florida money line plus two seventy eight. Ooh, I don't know what that equates to or anything, but I'm just gonna throw that out there. We'll figure it out. Got if, it. All if, right. Um, if Dil- if Dylan hits that one, it may be a wrap for the uh, pick them yeah. for the guest pickers. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm going all out for it. Um, my second one's gonna be a parlay. It's gonna be Utah and Ohio State. Both covering the spread. Ooh. One unit plus 264. I like that. I already covered Ohio State. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Utah, I think this is my favorite bet. Minus 15. They're playing against Arizona State, who just fired Herm on the field. They fired Herm before the game was even over. <laughs> so disrespectful. Um, I think that team's like one and two. I think they're a disaster. Utah is really well coached. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. Um, they played well in Gainesville in the swamp on the road. So I expect them to, you know, be fine at Arizona state. Um, yeah. I just, I think, I think this one's going to be a blowout as well, just because I, I know teams, you know, respond differently to firing a coach, but I don't think this team's going to have a shot this week against Utah. And what was that but, line? So it's one unit plus two sixty four. 
And then my third and final one is one unit on Vandy against Alabama, getting 40 and a half points. I, I believe it's 40.5. I have no reason for doing this. I think it's – I just can't see 40 and a half and not take it. Like, it's an <laughs> SEC team. They play good competition all the time. Alabama may just, you know, pack it in in the second half and have backups in or whatever. So I'm taking Vandy plus 40 and a half, one unit, minus 110. Yeah, Vandy's like three and one, too, and they play some good teams, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're not, this is like a good start to the year for Vandy. And, uh, and, and Alabama's, you know, struggled a little bit on offense. So who knows? We'll see. But I'm taking it. And what was that? One unit to, what was it, minus 110? Minus 110. Yeah, I had to take one that was a little bit more, uh, Saying. I like that. A little Dil- modest. Dylan yeah, a little has modest. a Dylan has a potential win eleven point six five units on this. Yeah, I mean, my it. guy went after it. I love it. Going for it. You got to be confident. Swinging for the fences. Got to be confident. Hey, you never know how many times you're going to be on BTT. You got to go exactly. for it. Yeah. So All right. Uh, Dean uh, did not send us his bet, so we cannot read anything. Damn, the fans, uh, don't, the and fans don't know I'll, what to fade. I'll, I'll give you a hint. He was going to lose five units. So, <laughs> guy's been fucking struggling in college football. Uh, for my bets, start out with a seven-point tease. I, I know I hate doing this so much, but I'm taking them. I'm taking Penn State minus 20 and a half at home against Central Michigan. I think they keep it rolling. And I think Nick, Nick Singleton is a superstar. Uh, and I have that teased with USC as a pick uh, at Oregon State, Oregon State, very good team. This is a little, this is a little feisty game. Uh, I just think USC has too much talent, um, and I think they just went outright two units to win two units. Um, my next bet, I took an alternate line here. I got Kansas minus six and a half against Duke. Duke has also been playing well, but Kansas right now is the hottest team in the country, and Jalen Daniels is the hottest quarterback in the country. Guy's been going absolutely berserk the last two games. Uh, 158 for three touchdowns, 219 for three touchdowns, rushing 12 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns, 12 carries, 85 yards on a touchdown. Guy's been going crazy. Big win against Houston last week. Um, And then the week before, big win against West Virginia. So I got Kansas uh, minus six and a half alternate line, minus 150, one unit there. Um, and then I'm going to end it with another seven point tease, right? I'm with you. I got Wake Forest. I got them 14 and a half though. Like that little extra half I got, um, against Clemson. And then I have Oklahoma minus five and a half against Kansas state. We haven't really talked about Oklahoma, right? You mentioned them a little bit last week. Um, but they're fucked. Their offense is rolling stock up, bro. They're my stock up. Big stock up. Haven't really seen them play too much, but I really like Dylan Gabriel. Uh, and that's another two unit two win two unit plus a hundred. So those are fucking locked, and uh, we're going to have a good week, fellas. If Kansas wins, do they get ranked, you think? Kansas already hit their win total. Love that. That's crazy. If Kansas, gets, Kansas getting ranked would be sweet. Kansas getting ranked would be sweet. Dude, they've been they've looked good. I'm tell, I watched uh, that West Virginia game. That kid Daniels is fucking good. He's a little freaky when he gets out in the open field, too. I, I was like, they're another run-heavy team, right? Yeah, big time. They've just been pouring it on people, too. All right, fellas, that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed part one of our preview episode with college football. Got a guest picker, Dylan Marquez, in here, throwing his nuts on the table for 11 and a half units. 
Um, so we're excited to see how those play out. As always, uh, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our new Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022, 2023 season, fellas. Appreciate you. Love you. See ya.